of jealousy of God, please don't make the mistakes I've made. Please don't try to have a person fill in the gap that only belongs to him because repeatedly I've watched him remove these people from our lives, from my life. So I believe in, in the year 2011, 2011, that one of the things we'll experience along with these open wells underneath our homes is the jealousy of God. The third thing I, I had a, a sense of as I pressed in yesterday, the third bit of revelation insight God's given me for the next year is that he reminded me of an old vision I'd had. This is why I still live back in Washington. And in this vision, he had, I, was, I was up above an auditorium and God standing next to God. And he was pointing out people in this auditorium. And I looked down and the place is packed. There are hundreds, maybe thousands of people in this room. And I recognized many of them. Most of them were pastors and leaders from that city. And I'd served alongside of these guys for a long time. And as I looked at these men, the Lord told me that they didn't need another apostle, that they didn't need another prophet, and they didn't need another teacher. He said, but they all needed fathers. That every one of them needed to be fathered. And it broke my heart. Listen to the words of Romans chapter 8. It says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you a slave so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoptions to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. And now if we are his children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. I believe in 2011, there's going to be a revelation of Abba. Not even just God the Father, but a revelation of Papa. Jesus referred to his Father using the term Abba. It's an affectionate term. It's an intimate term. It's not a formal term. It's not a term that, that would be used as title or position. It's a relational term. I love it. <laughs> I think there'll be a revelation in 2011 to us to know the Father as Papa, to know him as Abba, to know the position that was secured for us by Christ and communicated by Paul in his letter to the Romans. What I read from was Romans 8, 14 and 17. Highlight that. Underline it. Put a little star next to it. It's for you. It's what's available. I believe we'll see a transition in 2011 from slavery and fear to sonship and to the intimate nature of Papa. I think there'll be fruit from this. As we begin to experience God as Abba, as Papa, the Father's heart for us, I believe we will begin to see emerge a new model of leadership, one reflecting fatherhood. I believe that as we experience him as Papa, that we'll see a new model of leadership emerge. One reflecting the nature of fatherhood. 
was did you send me a video julia i think you sent me a video this week of bob jones speaking and he echoed some of these same sentiments didn't he i think it was didn't you send me the video oh dorothy thing somebody sent me a video this week of something bob oh bob jones sharing similar as i'm reading this i'm reminded wait a minute i've seen a video with this in it so God brought it to my heart. We'll see a revelation of Papa, of Appa, of Abba. There'll be a transition from slavery and fear to sonship and to the intimate nature of a relationship with our God as Papa. And that's going to transform how people lead. They'll lead more like families than corporations. I also believe what we'll see in 2011 is that sons and daughters will become mothers and fathers in the coming year. Sons, isn't that the nature of things? I think that's what we're going to see in the spirit. That spiritual sons and daughters, they're going to be promoted. They're going to step up, and they're going to become the mothers and the fathers. It's a time of promotion. Now listen, good sons and daughters will become good mothers and fathers. But bad sons and daughters... They'll be promoted as well. And they're going to make poor mothers and fathers. In my humble opinion, the American church has had its fill of apostles and prophets. But we lack mothers and fathers. We need mothers and fathers. I think just like that vision God showed me and he reminded me of. That, could have, that vision, I knew it represented the church in, in Washington where we lived, Washington State. But it could just as easily have been the church in, in the United States of America. Do we need more teaching? <laughs> Do we need more prophetic words? I think I've yet to see an, a real apostle. But if we never see any of those again, the church would be well served. If we had men with the heart of Papa. If we had women with Papa's heart. I think that's coming. So I saw open wells. I saw that this would be a season of the jealousy of God and a revelation of Abba. The fourth thing I seen was a ceramic jar. It was like a, um, an ancient ceramic jug that was sealed, kind of had two handles on either side, and it had some, some color on it. But it had been buried underground for a very long time. And I could see a hand come from beneath the bottom of this jug and push it up through the ground. So it broke through the earth and launched it into the air. And I saw a sword coming, in, and it sliced this this ceramic jug open, and many, many gold coins poured out uh, onto the land. So I looked at that for a while yesterday. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier just to say what I see than to say what it means. And so I pondered it for a while, and I went into Scripture. This is what God showed me in 2 Corinthians 4. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us 
the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Christ. We have this treasure in jaws of clay to show that its all surpassing power is from God and not from us. I really felt like that was what God was saying. That there would be a revealing of this treasure in jaws of clay. And that, that treasure is us. We're the, we're the clay jaws. You're the clay jaws. I'm the clay jaws. And that in this next season, that which has been hidden, it's been buried underground, will be lifted up by God. Not by there was no effort. <laughs> there were no little jetpacks on the jug. <laughs> okay? The jug didn't have feet, didn't have springs underneath it. It was a hand of God that came and had it break through where it had been buried and hidden. And then it was the hand of God with a sword that, that opened it up and let the gold pour out. And so simply put, I believe this vision is saying that God is going to re- reveal his light and his message and his power through us. That he'll lift us up that he will open us up and then he'll pour out his treasure on the land. So you can ponder that one for a while. I think the, 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 the key, the, the hidden key to understanding that vision is in verses 6 and 7 of 2 Corinthians 4. And he gave me one, one last vision. Along with the well with the jealousy of God and the revelation of Abba and with that ceramic jug. He gave me a picture of a new deal. In this, in this vision, it was like I was from above looking over the, the right shoulder of a dealer. And it was kind of like, um, like a scene out of an old western. There was a table there and I was kind of looking over the the dealer's shoulder as he collected the cards, shuffled them thoroughly, and began to deal out the cards again. I couldn't see the other players at the table, but I could see kind of like a close-in shot, the shoulder and the hands of the dealer. And I could see what he was doing with the cards. I felt like God was saying that there's a new deal coming. (laughs) That God's the dealer and that the cards are people. That we're the cards. And that the unseen players at the table were places, geographic locations. And that God was shuffling the deck. That he was collecting people in that he had sent out. That he had sent in place in different places. He was collecting those cards in and he was shuffling them. I think whatever hand you've been dealt, (laughs) you're going to be turning those cards in soon. I think some of the people you've related to in the past, that you're going to be handing those over to the Father soon. And he's going to be shuffling the deck. And there's going to be a new deal. And there's going to be new groups of people that go out. It's not going to be like the old groups. There may be some of the same pairings, but the chances are, as thoroughly as I've seen those cards being shuffled, in the dealer's hands, that there would be whole new deals uh, going out. New groups, of new groupings of people in new places for his purposes. 
is a new deal coming. And take note, I was clear in this vision that this wasn't random chance. This wasn't the luck of the draw. This was rather, instead, this was the sovereignty of God. It was so clear that God was the dealer and that even in the shuffling of the cards, he was absolutely in control. That he knew every card that would be shuffled into every other card. Every time he, he shuffled the deck. And as he dealt out the cards, it wasn't by chance, but by purpose. By his very sovereignty. And I felt like he gave me um, Ephesians 1.11. This was January 1st, 2011. 1.11. I felt like he gave me Ephesians 1.11 to uh, communicate um, his heart behind us. And it says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Ephesians 1.11. Let me say that again. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. I felt like Ephesians 1.11 was for January 2011. What we'll see displayed in a new deal is the sovereignty of God. He knows where every card's going. He knows what every card's going to be paired up with. He knows what the new deal is going to be for every person and for every grouping of people. For those among us who are students of the Word, for those who are teachers, for those who like to do research, I think if you did a study on the topic of the sovereignty of God, you would find it fruitful and life-giving uh, in the coming months. You might want to consider doing that. So, five additional pictures. I really didn't plan this. I, I didn't share last week thinking I would have more this week. But I just want to give you what he gave me. And so there were five pictures that he gave me this week. Five additional pictures. More insight for 2011. And the first is that there's water wells. There's wells underneath your house that you can draw from for yourself. The second was the jealousy of God, that he's jealous for you. His name is Jealousy, is jealous, and he is jealous after you. The third was a revelation of Abba, that we would know him as Papa. The fourth picture was that ceramic jar. I think there's going to be insight into that from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. But this jar is, is propelled out of hiddenness by the hand of God. And then split open again by God so that the treasure within it, his word, his light, his glory, his message, will be spilt out upon the land. And the last was a new deal. There's a new deal coming. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's going to be shuffled. I don't know which card is going where. But he does. And know that he does. So... Last week, I shared some personal prophetic words with you. I feel like I want to do that again today. I feel like, I feel like a spirit of revelation is, is kind of stirred up. So I just want to encourage you, give you some encouraging words. Thank you. Whew. Donna, I, I look at you this morning, and it, and it just comes exploding off of me. 
uh, the, the great and extravagant love that the Heavenly Father has for you. And, he, and I know that you lost your dad last year. I want you to know that the Heavenly Father is, is himself going to fill in all the gaps and all the voids. Every, everything that you're longing for, everything that you miss, uh, understandably, of course you would. He himself is going to comfort you, and you're going to come to know him as Father, and he himself is going to fill in that void for you. He loves you so, and that he's very, very near right now. Matter of fact, the picture that I have is as if I could see the Father standing behind you, and he has his arms wrapped around you, almost like his head, like his chin is on, on top of your head. He has you completely covered. He's totally got your back, and he's covering your heart. The Father loves you very, very much. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Whew. Tim and Candace, in the back, I just see wings sprouting on both sides of you guys. Uh, as you sit together, it's like you're one. Uh, there's absolutely a oneness in your marriage. And there's a, a wing on, on uh, Tim's left shoulder and a, a wing on Candace's right shoulder. I think you're going to fly in this next season. Um, I don't know fully what that means, but there's, there's gonna, you're going to take to flight. I think for a season it's been, you know what it's like to have dust on your feet, but in this next season you know what, you're going to know what it's like to have wind beneath your wings. Um, there's a real change coming in, in how you operate. So Lord, just bless them with that. Let the wind of the Spirit blow and take them higher. It's easier to fly and you, and you can gain much greater distance in flight than you ever can uh, walking on the ground. And so I think that's the change that's coming. Less dust on your feet and a lot more wind beneath your wings. So do that for them, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Neil, when I look at you this morning, I, I see someone who's a friend of God, that, that you have... Um, cultivated friendship with him and he wants you to know that that that's the highest place that there's nothing more important there's no higher place that you can go um, there's no greater position no greater title than to be a friend of God and that he sees you at his as his friend and um, and he uh, highly values and esteems that you would pursue a friendship with him and so I just bless you in that. I don't know what you're doing. We haven't really talked about it, but whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Because <laughs> it's working. In the spirit, I could see it on you. It's a good thing. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mark, when I look at you this morning, I see the, a road ahead of you. And I want you to know that most of the road is paved. The most of the path ahead of you, the road has been paved. The way has been made clear. There, there's a few um, potholes in the road, um, a few gaps in the road. Um, but I see, I see like three or four gaps in the road between now and, and like April, maybe, maybe one more out like by June. But um, past that, the whole road is paved. So I just want to encourage you. I think there's going to be maybe four different things that you'll have to uh, kind of hop over. A little uh, potholes or gaps in the road that you're going to have to figure out a way to get past them. But don't quit. Um, the encouragement I have for you is, is when you see the potholes, 
the little gaps in the road, don't quit because just a little bit further on down the line, I think from June on, the path that's out there, it's well paved and you're going to be able to navigate it much more easily uh, than, than you ever have before. It's just a clear road. There's no traffic, nice and smooth, unlike any road that you see here <laughs> on Long Island. <laughs> There's a good path, straight, level, wide road ahead of you. So, um, Father, just give my brother perseverance, give him wisdom to get past the potholes and to, uh, com- and to run with perseverance, the race that's marked out for him. Um, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, friend, and, and, and you'll get there. You will, absolutely. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And um, Elizabeth, um, I just see such good stuff on you this morning. There is, um, um, there is fire inside of you. There is like, it's not, fire doesn't even cut it. It's like, um, it's like the sun is, is, the light of the sun is brilliant uh, inside of you. And it's, um, God has made you, he has created you to be a passionate woman. And what you are most passionate for is him. I mean, you love your husband, you love your children. There are things in life that you're passionate about, but there is nothing compares to the fireball, like, like a blazing sun, like a passion that you have uh, for God. And, um, I, just, um, I just release you in that. Just be free uh, in the passion that you have uh, for him. I think that it's been inside and that it is the Father's desire that, you, that um, it be let out, that you don't have to be nearly as contained or, or um, proper or... Um, presentable, all things you do extraordinarily well. But I think he just wants to see that sun just explode out of you in wild and crazy ways. And um, yeah, just, just look out. So, Father, I I thank you for I thank you for so much of you that's inside of her. It's like you're bursting at the seams. I don't know how you're able to contain it. Um, so, Lord, I pray that she would explode, just explode her. And I pray that the light, the glory of your presence that's in her would explode and, um, and that it would impact everyone around her. And that, um, that it'll, it's going to change people. It's going to have a life-changing impact on people. So, don't, Lord, you do that. I thank you for what I see. I see in it. Just be wild and crazy, girl. You just go for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for the bridge Long Island. Have your way with us. We give you lordship of this church. We ask you to not only step in, we ask you to just run stuff. Take us where you want us to go. Do with us whatever you want to do. It's your house. I pray that you be comfortable here that your will would be done here. Lord, as we begin a new year, we, um, we give our lives to you. Kind of got the picture of that, that card table again. Lord, we, we give our cards to you. We give you our cards. And um, you can have them. You can have all the cards. And we trust you to shuffle them and deal them out as you see best fit. I give you all my cards, Lord. 
We're all in. We're all in. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you bless our children today. Lord, some of our children are in the other room. Some of our children are on the other side of the continent. Wherever our children are, we pray for them this morning. Capture their hearts. Lord, I'm not sure that the way we served you is going to work for them. It might be very different for them, but you know. And I pray that you would capture our children's hearts and that they would be madly and passionately in love with you, that they would just be on fire for you, that they would know you like we've never known you, and that they would faithfully serve you and intimately know you all the days of their lives. Bless our children. Lord, you have a purpose for them. You have a destiny for them. When you knit them together in their mother's womb, you had something in store. You had something in mind. Lord, I pray that there be mercy and there be grace on their lives, and then that each one of them would completely fulfill the purpose for which you've created them. Now, Lord, I know that some of our children are not walking on that path right now. Lord, I pray that you would turn heaven and earth upside down, if need be, to get our sons and our daughters on the right path. Do it, Lord. I ask that you would bless them. Lord, I ask that your favor would be on our church, that we would walk beneath your favor and your blessings and your mercy. Father, I pray that you would make us to be more like Jesus. And Lord, I pray that we would love one another. And Father, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen? Well, I love you guys. Happy New Year. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you throughout the week. And a week from Sunday.